welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning, my friends. My name is Amanda Dahl. I'm in Tampa Bay, Florida, and I live in the real estate space. I'm a coach and consultant for those real estate agents that are looking to build their businesses and grow them really big. 
And this morning we're talking about what? Networking. Is your network your net worth? And in my humble opinion, I would say absolutely yes. And here's how I think about it. So when we talk about networking, I really think about it in two different ways. We've got online networking and we've got offline networking. Now, online networking, here are some of the great things about it, right? First and foremost, it definitely breaks these geographic barriers. You can network with anyone, anywhere, at any time. It makes it extremely, extremely easy to do that. Also, there are hundreds of places to connect online. Facebook, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, uh, Wisdom. Uh, now, what's the new app? Firehouse, Fireside, Fire something. I mean, there are uh, Instagram, you, anywhere online you can connect. And each one of those have their own different um they have their own different flavor, their own different vibe. And then what I love about online networking is that it has, you know, it has this awesome ability to kind of break down those barriers. You know, sometimes we get super, super um, intimidated by the fact that we have to go up to someone and meet someone that we've never met before. Well, when you're doing it online, there is this degree of separation, which makes it so much less intimidating and overwhelming to break that ice with a stranger. Now let's talk about networking offline. So obviously that's in real life experiences, right? When you're doing it offline and in person, you're meeting these people face to face. You're going to things like different events and conferences, and maybe you're even creating spaces for these types of things. Someone suggested earlier that you can go in and you can actually start your own thing if you're not finding anything out there that you want to be involved in. Meetup groups are a really great way to do that. Any of these things in person are, are a great way to really cultivate new relationships. And then obviously, the face-to-face -face aspect, right? I mentioned that just a moment ago. It's a little bit intimidating sometimes. When we walk up to strangers and we don't know anything about them and we want to meet them and we want to engage with them, like it almost feels like you're in high school again and it's your first day of school. It's like all these people, oh my gosh, what do I do? What, I, what do I say? However, Clubhouse has been an amazing way to kind of marry these two, right? And there are so many people in this room that have experienced this. We've seen it, we've created these, these connections and we've started this networking online. And then as we deepen these connections and these relationships, we're taking them offline. A conference was birthed from this very room. Meetups were birthed from this very room and people from all over the country, my goodness, all over the world were flying to see each other because they started online However, they took it offline and wanted to deepen those connections because ultimately the in real life experience is king. So you might ask me, well, Amanda, if I'm going to build a network, right? If I'm going to have people in my network or if I'm going to add people to my network, how many people should I have in my network? And I would tell you that's an absolutely wonderful question. And according to a British anthropologist, Robin Dunbar, he would tell you that that magic number is 150. Now, work with me here, because while 150 may be the magic number, that doesn't always work for everyone. So Dunbar became completely convinced that 150 was the magic number because he identified that there was a ratio between the brain size and the group size. And he identified this through his studies of non-human primates. This ratio was mapped out 
using neuroimaging and observation of time spent on grooming and important social behavior of primates. Now, what Dunbar concluded was that the size relevant to the body of the neurocortex, that's the part of your brain that's associated with cognition and language, is linked to the size of a cohesive social group. And that ratio, it limits how much complexity a social system can have. Now, Dunbar and his colleagues, they took this same concept and they just uh, applied the basic principles to humans. They examined things like um, historical data on group sizes and including how big the groups were or how big the groups would get before they would split off and collapse. And what they found was that there was really a, a remarkable amount of consistency around that 150 number. So 150 relationships, right? 150 conversations. Now, obviously, 150 doesn't work for everyone, right? It's just most people. The people that it usually doesn't work for are people like extreme extroverts. What you'll find with them is that they have a much larger network and they spread themselves more thinly across their friends and all of those different groups, that network. And then you'll also find it in women. Women tend to have, generally speaking, they tend to have slightly more contacts when it comes to like closer personal relationships than the average. So with Dunbar, this is how he broke it down. 150 is where he saw the most consistency. And again, that doesn't work for everyone. So he created these layers of people and some of you might be able to relate. So the first layer of people would be five. And that's like super, super close loved ones, right? Those that are super close that you like family members, those that you absolutely unconditionally love. Then the second layer is 15. And that would be like your good friends. The layer after that is 50. And those would be people that you would consider your friends, people that you hang out with, just not good or close friends necessarily. Then you have that 150 number that we just spoke about. And that 150 number represents meaningful contacts. Then after that, he says the next layer is 500. And you can have 500 acquaintances right? People that you are acquainted with. And then the last layer is 1,500. And 1,500 represents the number of people that you could recognize. You may, however, not remember anything other than that. You can recognize them, you know you know them, and yet you may not even recognize their name. So why is this important? Because when we start to build that network and we think about our capacity, Ramon spoke about it earlier, right? Like there are different levels, different layers of people that you're going to interact with and you're going to do it in a different way. So some of those you're going to pour a lot of time into and some of them while you're going to pour some time into, it's not going to be the amount of time that you pour into others because we all have this capacity, right? We all have this certain amount of time that we can put in. So how do we differentiate with these people? right? How do we, how do we break up our network like Ramon spoke about? Well, there's a number of ways that you can do it. If you're looking at the network as a whole, some people will narrow it down by like sphere, right? Sphere of influence. Those people that I know I have influence over or those people that I know I want to have influence over. And that can be comprised of a lot of those different layers that we just spoke about. You could have some family members in there. You could have some friends in there. 
you could have just some general acquaintances in there that you want to have influence over until you're working towards that. So you can break this down however you see fit, how you would like to allocate your time in this big group. Because again, it's we have to think about the capacity issue. So let's talk about that. So how do we actually build this network? We know how many people that generally speaking we should have in it. So how do we start to, to build it? I broke it down into three steps for you. The first step is we've got to feed it, right? So we got to meet new people. How do we do that? Well, first and foremost, you have to start revealing aspects of yourself. You have to start putting yourself out there. I believe it was Ramon who said a moment ago also like, or maybe it was David, don't wait for people, like don't wait for someone to recognize you or don't wait for people to call on you or don't wait for people to see you. Raise your hand, put yourself out there. Start to let people know different aspects of you. They wanna know how they can relate to you. They need to understand what they would like about you or maybe what they don't like about you. So start to put yourself out there. Go to these in-person meetups if you're in a place where that's acceptable at this point. Get involved in some of these online groups. Connect with people on Clubhouse, this is a perfect example Example, right? Message someone on the back end. Maybe you read something in their profile, or maybe they spoke on stage and they really resonated with you. Like, put yourself out there, say hello, start to build that connection. The second thing in feeding it would be really when you when you start to disclose these things about yourself, when you start to let people see who you are, then you really start to build that trust with people. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken in this very room and I shared a story or I shared an experience or, you know, I shared something where I was a lot more vulnerable than most times. And I'll get a message on the back end from someone that I never even had have even crossed paths with. And they're like, Amanda, oh my gosh, what you said, it resonated with me. Or yes, what you were saying, I really understand that. Or I've been through that before. Now we start to build that trust and that connection. Another great thing to do for feeding it, right, as you meet new people, is getting them to talk about themselves. So in a case like that where I've gotten a message on the back end and someone is really relating to what it is I say, I might say something like, and our dear friend Alex taught us this tactic, right? Tell me more about you. Tell me something about you that most people don't know. Get people to talk about themselves because they like to talk about themselves. Do not ask, what do you do for a living? That is not gonna be a great way to go deeper. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. With someone, yet ask them a great question like, tell me more about you or tell me something about you that not very many people know. Get really good at asking questions that provoke people to talk about themselves and share about themselves because the more you do that, the better trust that you build, the deeper that you can go with people, and it really gives them the ability to open up and start connecting with you on a deeper level. So tactic number two, now we got to love on them, right? So they're in our network. We know them. We've connected with them. Maybe we've gone deeper with some than others. How do we continue to love on them? And this one is extremely important. 
So I would ask, how often are you interacting or engaging with these people? Again, let's go back to the layers or let's go back to the different pockets in our network that we've now created. Some of the ways that you can do that are obviously face-to-face, -face, calls, text, notes, gifts. There's tons of ways to do it. However, one of the most beneficial ways, in my opinion, is to create a touch program around these people. So this is a program that is pre-planned so that you make sure that you are connecting with them. You make sure that you set yourself up for success. How many times do I want to meet with this particular group of the people in my network? Like how many times do I want to see them face to face? Are they people that I'm connecting with on a much deeper level? Am I continuing to build a relationship or do I already have a really great relationship and I just want to deepen that? Do I want to meet them face to face monthly for a lunch or coffee or do some activity with them. Maybe it's bi-monthly, maybe it's quarterly. You get to decide. Yet that touch program, you get to decide how many touches you do and you get to decide how many different touches there are. So maybe you're sending them cards around holidays just to keep yourself top of mind and let them know that they are top of mind from you for you. Maybe they're meeting with face-to-face. -face. Maybe it's a text just thinking about you. Ramon also mentioned a great piece of technology, BombBomb. It allows you to connect with people through video. So if you can't meet them face-to-face, -face, maybe you send them a quick video as to, you know what, you were just on my mind today, or I was just thinking about you today. However you decide to do it, make sure that you build a touch plan around that. And that will keep you on track to make sure that you're hitting all those touches, staying relevant, and making sure that you're loving on them. And then one of my favorites is how are you connecting people with other people? This is a great way to love on them. So as you're deepening these relationships and as you're in conversation with them and in relationship with them and asking really great questions, are you also finding out who else they would like to be connected with? Because I'm telling you, when you become the connector of people, my goodness, your world will change. So are you listening out for other people they may need in their life, whether it be to help them in business or personally? And are you then going back to your network and saying, who do I have in my network that I can connect them with? And then becoming the connector of those two people. Tactic number three, and I think this one is often missed yet extremely important. You have got to do regular audits to your network because there are going to be new people that you add in and you begin to cultivate relationships with. And then there are going to be people that fall out of your network as well. And so in order to make sure that you are delivering everything that you intend to at the highest level, you've got to make sure that you're auditing it properly. So you're gonna, with the people that you're gonna have fall out of layers, they may not completely fall out of your network, yet someone that might have been considered a close friend at one point or a good friend at one point could fall into just the friend category, right? Or someone that maybe you would have considered a friend could fall into now more of an acquaintance category or just a meaningful contact, or heck, maybe even just someone you recognize, because that will happen. You will have people that graduate into one level, and then they will also graduate into other levels. So make sure that you're keeping an audit on that. And that's really important if you're someone that's going to build out a touch plan for the levels in your network, because someone who was considered 
closer to you or someone that you were spending more time with, if they have now graduated out of that level into a new level, well, then you may not be touching them as much. And you want to make sure that you keep all of this very clean and organized because then you will be able to deliver to your network at a very high level. And then obviously adding new people from the connections that you're making from the people in your network. So people that are already in your network, when they're connecting you with other people, right? When they're bringing a friend to a lunch that you're having or you're out at an event and they introduce you to someone, are you adding those people to your network? Are you making sure that you have really great uh, follow-ups for those connections? Because when somebody in your network connects you with somebody that they know my friends you already have one foot in the door right you've already got someone who knows you likes you and trusts you that's made that connection and the chances of you being able to make a better connection with that individual are so much greater than if you just met them as a stranger at some some networking group or some meetup group and nobody and nobody that you knew introduced you so keep that in mind and I've got, got just a few additional tips for you in terms of adding people to your network and, and continuing to cultivate those relationships. So one of my favorite things to do, especially when I'm networking and I've got like my business hat on, right, is when I go to an event, I'm extremely purposeful. I know how many people I want to meet. My goal is always three. I want to meet three quality people. And I want to make sure that I have a great follow-up system because I want to embed myself in their brain as my professional, like what I do for a profession, right? Now, again, this is business hat networking. And so when I go into an area, I'm like, I want to meet three quality people. Now, my criteria for what quality means are very simple things. First and foremost, it has to be a profession that makes sense for me and my business, so it's a profession that I know is going to help me grow my business and that I can help grow their business. So first profession. Second is I have to get complete information from them. I want to connect with them on any social platforms that I can. I want phone number. I want mailing address. I want email. I want all of it. So I've got complete contact information for them. And then I'm going to take it back to my office and I'm going to do what I call the three and four. And the three and four actually came from um, Michael J. Mayer is the author of the seven levels of communication book. And so he came up with this concept. So it's a way to, you're doing three things in four days. So once I get them back to my office, the first thing that I'm going to do Actually, I'll probably even do this before I leave the parking lot I shoot him a text message and say, you know what? Hey, Justin, it was so great to meet you at such and such event. And honestly, I'm so looking forward to getting that coffee on the calendar next week. I look forward to connecting with you. And then when I get back to my office, I'm going to send him a follow-up email and I'm going to say, hey, Justin, here's me touching base again. It was so great meeting you at that event. Here's a couple of dates and times that work for that coffee next week. Let me know what works for you. Number two. Number three is I'm going to send them a handwritten note. So I'm going to pop a handwritten note in the mail, which will arrive in, you know, two to three days, depending on where they're at versus where I'm at. And then the fourth thing is I'm going to, I'm going to call them and I'm going to leave them a voicemail. So I've done four things in a matter of three days that are going to cement me in that person's brain. And they're going to think I have a really great follow-up game as well. So that would be the four in three. 
The next thing is, and I believe David and Justin uh, touched on this earlier, is having a referral system. There is nothing worse than somebody in your network referring someone to you and then them being like, they don't, they have no idea. They have no idea if you've taken care of that person. They have no idea if you've actually communicated. So it is super, super important that you have a system that not only delivers exceptional, exceptional customer experience for the referral, also keeping the person who referred the individual in the loop. Do they know what's happening? For me, I'm in real estate. So are we keeping them up to date with what's happening in the transaction? Do they know if there are any hiccups or, or literally anything that's going on? Are we keeping in communication with them? And what Justin said was so, so, so important. Are we rewarding that person that referred us an individual? Are we rewarding them for their action and not just the result? And the last thing that I'll say, and this is probably one of my favorite tips is, do you spotlight your people? So everyone in this room has a business, works for a business, owns a business, whatever. Are you spotlighting those people? For those of you that have like a weekly or monthly newsletter that goes out, do you have a section that's like spotlight? And are you spotlighting the people that are in your network? Are you telling the other people in your network about this one individual, what they do, how they can relate to them, how they can meet them? Are you spotlighting them? Because that's a great way to showcase the people that are in your network to the other individuals that you network with. So with that, woo, we've got five minutes left. So I'm going to take a breath and ask, is there anybody who has any questions about anything that I said or maybe wants to share a great success story about people that you have in your network and some of the great things that have happened? Anyone? People are shy, Amanda. I think they're just so like, oh, man. Sean's Hey, Amanda. Uh, okay. Am ahead, Amanda. <laughs> Hello. Yes, who did I hear? Was that Christopher? I think I know that voice. Yes, Amanda, what's going on? Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? When I find silence, it's usually because people didn't hear the question. But can you repeat the question? And then um, I, I would love to obviously answer it hopefully get folks fired Absolutely up. no, I was just taking a breath. We've got four minutes left. So I wanted to see if anyone had any questions about anything that I covered, or they wanted to share any experiences that they have with people in their network and how they've been successful in cultivating those relationships. Amanda. Yeah, um, so uh, real fast, uh, one of the things that has, has been special uh, for me, especially in this space, right? Using this platform and networking, is that uh, I believe that when you find space sharing via audio, you learn, right? You learn these these certain influxes in people's voices and tonality, and you're just like, wow. You know, you, you start to gravitate. And then when that all comes together and you're meeting in person, um, that is the experience uh, I had personally. Um, you know, we, we did this uh, real estate event from our real estate club and um and that real estate event took place in sarasota florida and when we were in the room together and i'm sure this resonates uh if anyone has come together at an event uh, off of this platform but when we were in the room together it was as if we knew each other for years um and it was hugs it was laughs it was um, you know, how are your children? How are, you know, um, it, it was just this culmination of people connecting in the most sincere way 
guards were down. It was a really good connection, right? So if you hold that type of space, I believe you can leverage it for something that will serve you at a higher level. And, and literally that's, that's what took place. And people walked away, just impacted and inspired. And so for that, I'm grateful uh, for that. I would say that was a direct result of intentionally networking, connecting, um, and then bringing that to fruition in person. Um, you know, when you do it, when you lead with love, I think people, um, you know, people gravitate to that. They connect to it. Um, and, and that's where the follow through can happen and the magic can happen. So that's what I got. Sorry. I didn't want to be long winded. Appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you so much. I was in that room and it was powerful. My friend, Miss Lolita, do hey. I see you flashing doll? Yes, I was. I couldn't get back to my phone fast enough. Um, the first time, but yes, Amanda, one, I absolutely love all of your sessions, but I wanted to just harp on um, the follow-up, right? So we meet them and the key is that follow-up. And I just wanted to encourage folks, even myself on this great morning at 628 AM Eastern Standard Time, that the follow-up do more than one, right? People don't see their emails. People might not check their text. They might have good intentions on getting back to you, but it's okay to to follow up again. It's okay to do that follow through. And I was hoping you could just tap on that really quickly before you end. Yes, absolutely. So that totally goes back to my four and three, right? So if you send them a text, if you send them a handwritten note, if you send them an email and you leave them a voicemail, that's four things in a matter of three days. I mean, they might go, goodness gracious, girl. However, they are going to think my follow-up game is sick. And do you think they're going to remember Amanda Dahl in real estate? Absolutely they are. So exactly what Lolita said, the f you can't follow up too much. You absolutely can't. One time I had somebody tell me, they're like, darling, and he's from North Carolina. He said, darling, he's like, you literally teeter the line of persistent and just plain annoying. And I'll take it every time because you know what? He didn't forget me. So you can never follow up too much. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.